0: Zach Hergert, Idea Addict, episode number 39. We're going to shift gears on this one. We're going to give you some, a whole pile of businesses for sale that Daddy thinks are not too bad. It's really more to get you thinking, get you inspired, get you, get you. <laughs> I thought this would be easier. The little wife is on uh <clears throat> Her and her dad went down to Missouri. Her dad's gonna sell the uh, cabin down at the Lake of the Ozarks. So if you're interested in buying a house on the Lake of the Ozarks, it is a good setup. We're talking deep water close to the dam. Uh, it's a two bedroom, two bath. I believe it's about a thousand square feet. Lots of parking. Um, it's basically paved all the way, all the way except for like the last like five hundred feet is gravel. Which down there in Lake of the Ozarks having pavement <laughs> half the places you have to go on like gravel and like almost like minimal maintenance roads. But this is it's a great little place. I wish they were I wish he wasn't selling it, but you know, it is what it is. I was like, should you do like maybe an Airbnb? You could probably make some good Kashish kebab. But they did so much improvements to it that I think they bought it for like 140 or 150 they're going to sell it for like it might sell for like close to 300 which blows my mind because uh used to buy stuff at the lake used to be able to get stuff at the lake or the ozarks for like nothing it was kind of like dead down there when it first opened there was a huge boom and then it kind of died off but now it's like boom it's like it's booming again they're like building new houses it's crazy because i guess now the with the uh, working remotely so many more people like move down there to work remotely from, uh, move from my like Kansas City, mostly. A couple people from St. Louis, but mostly Kansas City. I like Missouri. I'm a Missouri fan, but I don't really like, Kansas City's okay, uh, but I, I don't like St. Louis. It's too big. It's gross. It's violent. It's dangerous. The driving there is not the best. You're too close to Illinois. You get the spillover of Illinois. It's like St. Louis is kind of bad, and then you go over to the bridge to East St. Louis, and you're like, are we in another fucking country? What's going on here? It looks like a war zone. It is a war zone. You you fill your tank before you get over there. Check the tires. So what we're going to do today is we're going to dive into some businesses for sale. They're going to be great businesses, but first I want to give you a little update. I know that you've been on the edge of your seat. Uh, about the car thing the junk car we buy junk cars I feel like I talked about it a little bit last week but I've had my first transaction it was a thrill ride it was exciting it was literally I felt like I was uh, I literally it was like gone in 60 seconds that's how sexy it was <laughs> you know sexy stuff so uh, I ran an ad up on the Facebooks. If you, I'll give you a little rundown of what happened. So some people in the past have been like, "Hey, can you haul a car off for me?" I so see you like do junk removal, and uh, I was like, "No, I don't really want anything to do with that." You know, I've heard horror stories of people like taking cars or taking auto parts, and it turns out that like the stuff's stolen, and then you're rece- receiving stolen goods, blah, blah blah blah. So I was like, "I don't really want anything to do with that." But then I was like, "Well," could I just like scrap that if I got a car? So I looked up this, one of the guys wanted to give me like a minivan scrap value was like six or $700. And I was like, uh, so I could have charged that guy like a hundred dollars to pick it up. Give made $700 in like a day, you know, half a day. <clears throat> so then I was like, well, like how, and then I got like another, I had a couple inquiries like that in like two weeks. So I was like, that's like pretty interesting. So I did just a little research, a little research. And I was like, well, if they get people to give me their car, or I could pay a couple hundred dollars for it, could I just turn around and scrap it or, like, break it down for parts or just sell it? So I ran a, just testing the waters. I was like, I'm going to run an ad on Facebook that just says we buy cars, see what happens. So for four days, I ran a an ad on Facebook, $20 a day. The reach, it went out to like quite a few people, uh, a couple thousand, I think. I had like 10 inquiries. Uh, One guy wanted to sell me 17 junk cars. Another guy wanted to sell me four. Um, The response was just completely insane. People coming out of the woodwork. So, uh. One guy had a running 2002 Taurus, so I was like, well, it's kind of out of town. It was in Malvern, which is kind of over by Glenwood. So I was like, yeah, I'll give you like 250 bucks for it, you know, since it runs. I went out there and ran to get on the trailer, never ran, ran again. <laughs> and uh, I knew the scrap value was 550 So I was like, well, I'll make a little bit of money, you know, just kind of a test run. But I was like, I wonder if I could just sell it outright to somebody else who maybe wants it for parts or something on Facebook. So I put it up on Facebook for eight hundred dollars, and I sold it in one day for six fifty. So the whole excursion, I made about two hundred and eighty-five bucks. Um, so it wasn't like off the hook or anything, but it was like pretty good. Then at the same t- kind of at the same time, I turned the ad off. Kind of at the same time, though, someone was like, "Hey." I have a 2003 Ford Taurus. It's running, and it has, like, a bunch of new parts. You listed them all, send me some pictures. It. it looks like it's quite a bit cleaner than the one I bought in Malvern. And the one I ma- bought in Malvern, somebody hit, uh, the guy hit a deer with it. Uh, so I was like, well, if I can sell the one that I bought in Malvern, I'll buy this other running one to try to sell. So, uh i'm picking that one up on friday and then also somebody had a a 2004 chevy trailblazer with a blown motor and uh, i offer the guy 350 and the scrap value of it's 850 so that's 500 bucks so the running taurus i'm buying that one for 600 i'm going to try to sell it for 1500 and the top the trailblazer I'm going to. I'm just going to like take it directly to the scrapyard and just get five hundred bucks for it. So I might be able to make. I mean, if I could make fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> that would be pretty sick. That's all on Friday. The other thing too on Fridays, I'm renting out two dumpsters for like two twenty about each, about two twenty each. So might be able to make two thousand over the weekend. Daddy like that. Um, but it's like if I can get this. Who knew that there was as much demand to, for junk car, like, uh, buying and selling? And the other crazy thing is, like, the guy who sold the the wrecked Taurus, the the one I bought in Malvern, owns a scrap, like, a junkyard. So he just sent out a tow truck, and this dude, like, uh, came with a tow truck that works for the guy who owns the junkyard, and... I was kind of asking him about like the towing business, just you know, out of curiosity because I was like, that's sweet because he just backed up and dropped the, uh, I don't know, dropped the lift and picked it right up, you know, no problem. And I was like, and he was like, yeah, I'd like been up since like two in the morning cause it had snowed. He's like uh, towing cars or whatever. And I was like, Oh, it was like pretty good money. And he's like, yeah, it's not too bad. And he's like, you know, I kind of have connections though. I've been, you know, doing this kind of stuff for a long time. And my mother and father-in-law use it. Uh, own a, a used car a lot so he's like that helps And i was like kind of sucks though, because like gas is four dollars now kind of eats into your profits and he's like well it doesn't really bother me that much because i don't really buy gas he's like i just get the gas out of these like junk cars that we buy <laughs> i just siphon them out and he's like and then i just mix the siphoned half siphon gas half premium at the pump So it's like, you know, instead of filling my tank for $100, it takes like 40 bucks. So it's like, not really that big of a deal. I was like, jeez. I was like, you know, thinking, I was like, if I can't sell the car, I'm going to maybe just take some parts off it. Just easy parts for me to get to someone who doesn't know anything about cars. But I, I know that I've read and seen online in a lot of places kind of lists of things that sell. So like your side mirrors, this, that, that kind of stuff, headlights, taillights. So I was just thinking about that. And it's like the people that are actually in the game, they take every single piece they can get out of it, including the gas and oil. Good folk. Really good stuff. So that was, that's fun. That's kind of a good add-on because it's like the dumpsters, in order to like expand the dumpsters, I got to go buy more dumpsters. But with this, I'm literally just. I started with 250. Um, I had to rent a car trailer because my dumpster trailer I can't like use for cars, and the cars are too big to fit in the dumpsters. So I had to get like a trailer from U-Haul, it cost me 50 bucks, and I had to title the car, it cost me 10. So I can make three to f- 300 to a thousand dollars, and it only cost me, you know, two or 300 dollars. That ain't bad, and it's pretty profitable, right? And the, the ad for four days cost me $88, I think. But off that $88, I'm gonna potentially make 1700 So it's a pretty good return for my little investment. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. I was getting an inquiry every $10 spent. That's a pretty good price per lead if you're gonna make a thousand bucks. Which I haven't done yet, so we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> so that's my little car update. It is fun. It it's fun because it's like I like to find the deals. I like to I like to buy and sell, you know, that's more fun to me. And we've just been getting just obliterated with the real estate right now is just so insane because there's so many people looking to buy and there's so few houses for sale. And right now, I, I was talking to my father in law and I was like, this is like a turd unloading market. Everything I look at is totally shit. <laughs> I haven't seen any good houses for a, like a long time. We went and uh, looked at a house in Glenwood, Iowa. This is how far we're expanding our searches into other states. We looked at a house in Glenwood, Iowa. It's 250. It's a four bedroom. Did I already talk about this last week? I hope not. Is a. Four-bedroom, two-bath on, like, three-and-a-half acres in Glenwood, which is like, pretty popular. And uh, when I looked at it, it was terrible. It smelled horrific inside. And the entire three acres, they must have had some sort of livestock. I think they had goats. There was not one blade of grass on this entire three acres. It was all dirt. They had a bunch of junk cars, which I didn't want, a bunch of other, like, weird shit, like piles of... uh, Motorized like scooters for some, not motorized, but like electric scooters for people who can't walk. And then, like you go in the front door. The house was like a old, like kind of like not a style of a farmhouse, but an old house. And then it just had like a freaking uh, addition, just like popped on the side of it, snapped on the side. So you walk into the the front door is on the addition. Well, there was two front doors. The main front door went in the main living room at the front of the original house. The other front door, though, went to, like, into the addition. So you come in the entryway of the addition. You go forward, like, four steps, and then there's a step up to, like, I guess what was a dining room. Stupid. But if you, and then that was open to like the living room. So if you walked in the front door and you turned directly to the left, that was like the living room. The dining room was open to the living room, but there was like a fence, like a, not a fence, but like a handrail separating the two rooms, which is dumb. And the living room went out. And then once you, you walked through the living room and that was open to another room that was down like four steps. And then that, that looked out onto like the deck and then that that little room there that looked out to the deck had a hot tub in it in the floor and like a bathroom it was just fucking bizarre and the house was totally trashed we we got out of the house and i was like this property is like a real texas chainsaw feel i was like maybe we should literally buy this house and just turn it into a haunted house like uh, just over halloween I don't think that makes sense though, financially. Glenwood can't support an entire haunted house. So that hurt. Search is so painful. So what else is popping? Oh, so then we We found another house that looked looked pretty good, it was in a good neighborhood. When looked at that, there was like about four or five other groups here at the same time. <clears throat> the house was 350, it totally sucked. It was completely weird. The basement so, smelled like mold. I was like, this is a waste of my time. Just bitch my wife out in front of everyone. That's not true. But I was like, that's terrible, you know. I was like, I think I'm just done with real estate. And Kaylee tried to she has like several buyers that can't even buy a house. So she's been I feel bad for her. Because she's been working for free, which that's taxing. Working for free. Especially in real estate where it's like, there's a lots of emotions, you know. The buyers are crying. The sellers are screaming. The other agents are screaming. It's just sick, folks. And should a deal fall apart because the guy couldn't find his like. It was just a mess. Just a freaking mess. So... That's like another reason I like the car. That's kind of like what got got me into the cars because I was like, well, I can't flip houses. But I like doing that. I like finding deals, selling deals. So the car's just kind of... uh, The the car's kind of uh, helps fill that void. The void that I feel about not being able to do real estate. I remember when I first started looking at real estate, there was like, a, a, I think there was a little over 3,000 active listings. The Cheapest listing, one of my buddies probably remembers this because we were talking about it one time. There used to be a listing on the MLS that was 800 bucks. It was a lot <laughs> in like north and North Omaha. A lot north and North Omaha. I think it was like in a floodplain, but still $800. It's like a couple acres. Now it's just like, it's out of... It's completely out of control. It makes me sick. It makes me super sick. So, za. I'm just going to be the junk car king of Omaha, I guess. It's probably fine. I mean, I, I just look at it as like you're just t- trading scrap metal. It's just a scrap metal business, basically. You dig. Oh, I also sold a tire. Somebody threw a tire in one of my dumpsters, and I looked at it, and I was like, this is, like, almost brand new. So I was like, well, if I want to sell auto parts, I might as well try try a tire, and it had like tons of tread left. I was like, this is I'm don't know anything about this, and this looks pretty good to me. I put it up on the Facebook Marketplace. It was sold in like an hour. Straight cash, homie. I mean, it's forty bucks, but it's like that paid my dump fee for the, for that dumpster. Oh, I got another little story for you. I got another story right after these messages. So hold up. High gas prices got you down, got you feeling blue. Well, guess what? I got the solution for you. You're hearing the first ever commercial on Zach Hergut Idea Attic, And this is, this sponsor's been with us for an hour. <laughs> They're great people over here. What it is, is it's the GetUpside app. Is that what it's called? Let me verify. God, what a great plug. The Get Upside app. How's it work? You buy fuel, you turn it into the Get Upside app, and they give you cash back, up to forty cents a gallon. And if you use my promo code, which is in the show notes—well, it's in the description. You go, you download the app, you use, you use the promo code. Well, I guess you can download the app through my link. And or use the promo code when you download the app. Is this confusing yet? <laughs> Just read in the description. I'll put it in the description. But basically, if you use my link the first time you buy gas, not only will you get the discount, the regular discount, you get an additional $0.15 cents off per gallon. That adds up, does it not? So I think uh, the first time, let's see. Let's do some calc This is good radio when you have to pull a calculator out, right? I remember Rush Limbaugh doing lots of calculations. So the first time I bought fuel with the GetUpside app, I got a standard. Now, now, now listen to this. I got the standard, which was $0.26 cents off per gallon, plus I got another 15 off. Okay? And then I filled up at a gas station where if you pay inside with cash... They give you an additional five cents off. So daddy got 46 cents off per gallon. You like that? I didn't have to buy anything at the I didn't have to like buy anything at the gas station extra. I didn't have to turn in rewards from the purchases of the gas station. You know, it's like hy V gas. You had to go through all this bullshit. No, you just use the get upside app. You get that up get upside app, you get up it, and you get at it. So that was the first ever commercial. It was shaky. It was shaky as shit. But check the show description. Get that app. Get that app game right. That is all. Okay, so we're back from our commercial break. <laughs> Wasn't the best, obviously. <laughs> that took about 20 takes to get it that good. But uh, Tanya, get upside. You can also get food on. Uh, you can also get discounts for food. So, Kaylee and her dad went out and they got uh seven dollars off at Taco Bell. Spent twenty bucks, got seven off. Pretty good. Um, how did I come upon get upside? Now I guess this is the idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm mixing an idea in. It just it just comes to me, folks. So. With all the troubles we've been having with the real estate, my wife's like, we need to like start saving money. And I'm like, you know me, I'm super thrifty. And then I went to the gas station and bought like a a treat, a bag of chew. So I'm off canned chew. I'm on to like bag, like Redman, Levi Garrett. And Levi Garrett's probably my favorite chew because it's not like all sugary. Redman is like so sugary. It's like you're chewing on taffy all day. So I got a bag of Levi Garrett Chew. It was fifteen (laughs) dollars. That sounds fucking insane. I guess I'll just start raising my own tobacco crops in the backyard. So I'm like, girl, you know me. I just spent $40 at the gas station on treats and shit. So she's like, we we So she was up late in the night. She's a big Instagrammer. And she follows these girls on Instagram that do like couponing. I think I kind of talked about this in the critique earlier. They do couponing. And in my mind, couponing is like cutting out coupons. Physically cutting them out, you know, and then like physically going to the store and turning them in. Well, that's all like all different. It's all like digital now. <clears throat> so the little wife got into this a couple days ago. And uh, she's like, I'm going to go try it out. She's like, I, I got to go get like shampoo and... Uh, Uh, We needed, like, dish soap for the dishwasher and, like, detergent for the laundry and, you know, different kinds of toiletries. And, like, those are always expensive. I don't have to tell you. You know. So if you went to Target, and the rub of this idea is you use the store's coupons and then you stack those bad boys with the manufacturer's coupons. So she came home with four, excuse me, she came home with five bags of toiletries from Target. She went through them all. So, like, probably the most impressive one for me is, like, toothpaste now is so expensive. I don't understand why. What the hell is toothpaste? What the the hell is it, even? Baking soda and goo. (laughs) Goo. Hey, goo, I don't need you. Um... And she's like, these are normally ten dollars. Fucking ten dollars for like Colgate. And she's like, I got them for a dollar <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. So she went through them all and I was like blown away. And she's like, all this stuff costs twenty-one dollars with coupons. And she's like, without coupons, eighty-three. Hell yeah. I was like, a dollar saved is a dollar earned. And because you're not cutting coupons and all this stuff, it's not it doesn't really take that much time. So she basically has a couple a couple apps. She runs this shit through. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, and she got like two packs of diapers. They were free. Because <laughs> the yeah exactly. So I was like, okay, so get back in the fucking car, go back to Target and buy out all of the uh, diapers they have, and let's sell them on Facebook. And she was like, oh, the people I follow, like, every week, they just accumulate all this extra shit, and then they just sell it. And I was like, that's actually a really good idea. Because, uh..." and she's like, one of the girls I follow makes, like, an extra, like, $1,200 a week doing that. And I was like, okay, well, get rid of your real estate license. That's your job now. We're great people, obviously. Um, That's the idea of the week, Couponing. I think the first time when I went through that on a critique of the week, I think I shit all over it because I was like, that ain't worth your time. Well, if it's all digital and you're not actually hunting and searching for stuff, she literally takes something she's going to buy anyway, looks it up on an app to see if there's a manufacturer and a store coupon, and that's all there is to it. It takes two seconds. So she basically got paid $60 to go shopping. Well, that ain't true, but you know what I mean so what's that do for you then the thing I really like about that is like you can use it at like Taco Bell and all this stuff so it's like I was getting really stressed because I was like okay two people uh, 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 two peeps now it's like $20 to go to Taco Bell that ain't right they used to have dollar tacos I think they used to have like 59 cent tacos So, uh, sorry, there's some chatter coming across the wire about a a new QB at Nebraska. He's totally yoked. Sounds good. The best quarterbacks in the NFL don't even look athletic. (laughs) That's my big knock on Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, he looks kind of (laughs) fat. You know, (laughs) not fat, but it's like he looks like a nerd. Looks like a complete dork on the field. Okay, so let's dig into some of these businesses for sale. You know me, I'm a big business for sale guy, <laughs> especially if it's the right shit. Now, I just went through basically biz by sell, um, and I just picked out someone that looked interesting. I'm not like saying, hey, this is a really good business. You should, get it. you should buy this. Basically, I'm just saying, hey, look at some stuff that's out there. Maybe you're thinking about starting a business. But it's better to buy an existing business that already has a client base that already has things figured out. One thing that I've been thinking a lot about, especially because of the kind of businesses I like i can't think I kind of talked about this last week the kind of businesses I like are usually like really involved <laughs> I like involved shit it seems like so it's like if I had half a brain, I would go like sell insurance or like do investments or something that's very profitable, but instead I like things like Recycling cars, buying and selling junk cars, having a roll-off business, have a recycling business. Have, I, for a long time, I wanted to start an excavating, an excavating business. Talk about complicated, tons of overhead. You have to like really know what you're doing. I'm a fool. It seems like a... So I was get, getting into the car thing, you know. I like to do, like, a lot of research or whatever. I, I grew up, I knew a kid, his dad owned a junkyard, and they had a towing business or whatever. And it worked, worked out really well, but it's like, yeah, because it was multi-generational. By the time my friend took over the junkyard business, he'd already been working with his dad for, like, 20 years. His, his, his apprenticeship was 20 years long. So by the time he got into it, he wanted to take it to the next level. So when I was researching the uh, junk car stuff, I ran across, obviously, Copart is like the biggest, they auction off cars. It's the biggest vehicle auctioning business, I think, on earth. They do mostly auction, they, they mostly auction off like crashed cars, salvaged cars, stuff like that. Um, and the guy who owns it is a redneck from Oklahoma. And... His dad had a junkyard and he grew up working in his dad's junkyard, went to Vietnam, came back, helped his dad build it up, took it over. So by the time he took it over, he was like in his late 20s and he was like, let's take it to like the next level. So he went from having one little junkyard in Oklahoma to whatever town he was in. He bought out all those and he just kept buying stuff out over and over because he already knew how to make them successful. Um... And then he turned it into an insurance auction and then like an online insurance auction. Now it's like all over the whole globe. He's worth $1.9 billion. It's like, yeah, because he instinctively. Running a junkyard to him was like second nature. So the only, the only really, the only way that you can get, if you don't grow up with something like that, the best way to learn something is an apprenticeship. But if you want to get into something like a junkyard, there's no apprenticeship for that. The best way to get into it and to learn from someone who's already done it is buy it from them and make them stay on four or five years and tie this success of their retirement to your success as the new owner. Does that kind of make sense? So that's my little spiel is the apprenticeship model because I'm an idiot. I just go out and I'm like, hey, I want to like get into like doing junk cars. I'll just figure it out. And that's kind of my personality. I'm an idiot, though. Uh, <laughs> listen to me. I'm a dumbass. No, I'm a good little guy. But I, I like uh, starting new things. I'm addicted to it. Hence the podcast. The podcast helps keep the voices at bay to start new things, if you believe, if, believe it or not. Yes, it's actually worse than this if I'm not talking about it. This is my therapy. So let's get into this for God's sakes. We're already 30 minutes into this podcast. Well, like I said, my wife's gone, so I'm just rambling on like a lunatic. (laughs) So the first one, and I think this is good because there is demand for this. It is a trailer dealership for sale in New England. Doesn't tell me what state. That plays a huge factor. Asking price 1.5 million. Cash flow seven hundred and seventy four thousand seventy-eight dollars. Gross revenue of seven point three million. That's a lot of trailers, my dude. Inventory of one point one million. Leased property, a six thousand square foot building, fifteen employees. Dang. That's what's up. Competition. The firm dominates the market it serves. We don't know what market it serves. That's not the best. How do we grow this thing? Well, it says you can bring on a dedicated sales representative. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Support and training provided. Owner will stay on for a transitional period. Terms are to be negotiated. Like I said, like I just got done saying, I want this guy to stay on as long as humanly possible. I don't want this guy sitting on his ass somewhere collecting checks from you. I want him to be tied to the business. Like an anchor. If if you sink, he goes down with you. Reason for selling. Owner wishes to retire. I like that. Let's get some description on this thing. Southern New England-based company is a dealer for trailers. Truck beds and golf carts to end users including landscapers, small contractors, homeowners, horse and livestock haulers to name a few. Good. Revenues are generated from commercial accounts, municipal and state agencies and individuals. The company also sells to the U.S. federal government agencies through their GSA account. Has limited competition with the closest similar dealer more than 40 miles away. That's nothing. The business was started in 1997, selling two lines of trailers. Today, it represents 17 17 manufacturers, all considered best in class, dominates the geographic uh, area. 2006, the company moved to a newly built 6,000 square foot building on three acres of land that features an attractive showroom, provides ample space for parts and service. Company employs 16 full-time staff. Well, it says 15 here. Which is it? Great opportunity for an individual with good business skills to own and operate their own business or a strategic buyer looking to expand their presence in southern New England. Okay, I like that. Trailers, there's a lot, there's a lot of demand for trailers. Look at me, I'm just some guy. (laughs) At one point I owned like five trailers. Four, sorry. That's fine. And... Good trailers are expensive. People hold on to them, and they hold their value. Every trailer I bought, I've, every trailer I bought, I've sold for at least as much as I paid for it. In several cases, I've actually made money on the trailer, not doing anything. That's appealing, is it not? I had a lawn trailer. I bought the thing for eighteen hundred bucks. I think I sold it for two thousand after like five years. Pretty good, and it was used and abused. But like a dump trailer, even if it's beat up, you can sell it for basically what you paid for it. I bought a dump trailer, had a bent axle. I didn't do anything about it because the guy was like, it's never given me any problems. And the guy was a straight shooter. Just kidding. <laughs> I drove it around bent axle, no problem. Sold it to the next guy, no problem. Sold it to him. I only owned it for like six months. Uh, and I sold it for more than I bought paid for it on to the next one but I I do think trailers are good I do I think there's pretty good markups on trailers now i like to pick out some unusual businesses for you keeps you engaged I want you to kind of think outside the box okay you did so I got kind of a different one for you here this is good though this is good you will enjoy this uh, this is a well-established modular setup and transport company what does that mean well it's a modular setup and transport company is what it means so what are what is a modular so what it is is it's a uh, modular buildings so basically like uh, when you go into a construction site they have a construction office set up there that's basically in a like a trailer So, like, your office out of a a trailer. Okay. Business description. Let's start with the description so we can kind of paint a picture. Okay. Business description. Very specialized business opportunity. Specializing in modular building, transport, and assembly. We train in all aspects of the business for new owners. Any employee and sub will be transferred over to new owners. Okay. This doesn't really tell you what they do. <clears throat> so basically, what they do is they they bring to construction sites modular. They bring to construction sites trailers for you to like office out of, or it could even be like a temporary office while yours gets built. Does that make sense? So the asking price one point one million, cash flows five hundred thousand, off a gross revenue of eight hundred. That's actually pretty good. The gross revenue is eight hundred thousand, and the cash flow is five hundred thousand. Is this real? Damn! They work in a tri-state area. They're out of Newark, Delaware, Newcastle County. Those are impressive numbers, are they not? Holy cow! So this doesn't give us like a whole lot of information exactly on how the business works. I think that's kind of by design because it's literally so specialized. They don't want to give you all the information so they have a bunch of trucks and trailers and set up that can move these mobile homes modular buildings and then they also like set them up so I do like that owner will stay on um, they got three employees that's also good and they lease a 1200 square foot building so that's probably pretty low rent I would think Rent is $1,200 per month. Yeah, that's pretty good. This is an interesting business for sure. Holy cow. Also included is some vehicles. A couple semis. Uh, 2007 International 8600. That's a semi. Uh, A specialized, uh, some sort of specialized trailer for moving modular homes. It says says it's a turnkey business. Yeah, it looks like it because you probably have no competition. So let's see. Competition. The the modular business is a specific niche which has minimal competition, which makes us a very profitable business with only a handful of competitors. And being located in the tri-state area makes for a very large customer base. We have established great relationships with vendors in the modular market. Which gives us a large revenue feed. So basically, you go and you're like, I need a modular building, and they're like, Okay, we can do that for you. And then they call this company and they they bring it to you and set it up. <clears throat> Reason for selling: looking for a new venture due to being in the construction and modular type business. Uh, okay, so not a very good description, but definitely an interesting an interesting business. The fact that they're. Leaving it to do something else similar, I don't really understand. Maybe they're just like I want to get the hell out of New England, the Northeast. That's possible. What else we got? Oh, the next one I really like. Now a lot of people don't know this about me, but I really like jewelry. That sounds gay, <laughs> but like, like I went to Borsham's to buy my wife a, a wedding ring, and I like was really getting into like looking at diamonds and discussing diamonds and talking about different cuts, I, like, really got into it. It was a little weird. So my wife's ring is called a cushion cut, and there's only, like, two places in the whole world that they do cushion cuts now. Now, the benefit of a cushion cut, if you must know, is twofold. Number one, the way the cut is makes the ring way spark the the diamond sparkle way more because it's, it was, uh, the, the cut was originally, the cut was originally intended for, to sparkle under candlelight, okay, when we were still, when we didn't have electricity. So it really picks up the light of the room and sparkles. That's one fold. The other fold is, it looks, the cut makes the diamond look a lot bigger than it actually is. So I don't remember what her carat is, it's like two carats or something. And, but it looks it looks like an ice cube. A sparkly ice cube that cost me a shitload of money. Um, but I was always like, you know, I could see myself working at Borsheim's. You know, I could see myself wearing a pinky ring. But I never, like, wear jewelry because of the kind of work I'm in. If I come to, like, deliver a dumpster to somebody and I'm wearing a bunch of bling and a pinky ring and, like, a... Across that's just iced out. Um anyway. So this business is like right up daddy's alley, depending on the kind of jewelry they do. Okay. This isn't a jewelry and wristwatch store established for twenty five years. I like that. Now check this out. Where is it located? Naples, Florida. What's going on with my internet, y'all? Trying to, trying to do a store. Okay, here we go asking price this this must not be like that great so asking price this is very boutique asking price 1.5 million okay cash flow is 2.8 million off of the gross revenues of 2.8 so that's not true so this must be just a little guy two million dollars in inventory yeah that's pretty small Borsheim's probably has a hundred million dollars of inventory I saw I heard of a broker in town had a listing. It was $50 million. It was a jewelry place. And like most of most of the value of it was like in the inventory. Wouldn't you like to sell that? Wouldn't you like to be the listing broker of a business that was $50 million? Because your commission's 10%. $5 million. Good stuff. Business description, well-known, successful family jewelry business, owner retiring. I like that. I like it because it's jewelry. It's in Naples. When people visit Naples, they like to go shopping. Naples is a high-end town, or it was. I think it's getting a little diluted with all the... People from the East Coast are literally ruining Florida because they're just moving there in droves. So everyone I know that lives down there is like, this is fucking turning into New York. Everyone is an asshole. <clears throat> but still, it's good. They only got two employees. This is obviously a family deal. They're retiring. So that's kind of interesting. Now that I look at this particular business, it doesn't really excite me. It's way too small. Here's something that's up my alley. I enjoy this. This is in Massachusetts. I could actually see myself living in the Boston area, the greater Boston area. I do like Boston. I've been there a number of times. Great people. We went there on a family vacation. I was 15, and some bum came up to me and was like, Hey, you got a cigarette? And I was like, "I'm 15, dude. Ask my dad. He has one." Uh, but this business is a sus- ex- hello. It's a successful synthetic grass business. Hell yeah, this is this stuff's getting more popular by the day. I know a couple houses in Omaha that have synthetic grass, and you know what? I respect it. They're all kind of in Midtown, where you have a small small yard anyway. We knew a couple, and it's like their whole, it was an old house, so a really small lot. Had a front yard. The back, the yard is literally like 20 by 20, you know, really small, the the, the lawn spot. And her husband was like, this is ridiculous that we're even mowing and like watering this shit. Let's just get artificial grass. So they have artificial grass. It looks fantastic. You, I drive by it all the time. It's on kind of a busy street. I drive by it all the time. It's like. It just looks like an extremely well-kept yard. And the other thing that's nice about it is, like, in the dead of winter, your grass is green. You like? The other thing I hate about grass is, like, my wife wants a green yard. So we're always, like, watering and, like, paying someone to, to do aerated and paying. But it's fucking insane. We I, we probably spend, like, two or $3,000 a year on our damn lawn. Let's get synthetic grass and move on. So I love this business, near and dear to Du boy. So near, so dear. The other thing too is like how much time, especially me, because I had a mowing business. Like I never want to mow another lawn. I never want to pay anyone to mow a lawn. Seems like a huge waste of money to me, and it's a waste of water. Can water really be wasted? That's a different. That's my. I got a science podcast I'm working on now. That. Asking price one point three. Cash flow. 569 gross revenue of 1.2 million so that's pretty good successful synthetic grass business the business has been selling installing, servicing artificial turf for 18 years they've established a great name in the industry business sales are 50% residential 50% commercial that's a great mix that's a balanced offense they do installation and sales for schools, sporting fields, rooftops, pool decks, patios. And offering beautiful decorative designs. The company is fully equipped with trucks, all the equipment you need. Business has an experienced, excellent staff. That includes an operations manager and sales manager, thank God. The business has continued to grow year after year. I think it will continue to grow because I never thought about like having artificial turf, like grass on my my house. But after I've seen it, it's like, that's a great idea. They're operating out of a leased real estate, a 3,700 square foot building, nine employees, nothing too crazy. The guy's retiring. You know I like that. You bet I like it. God, if I don't love it! <laughs> so we're going to pause. We're not going to hit it. We're not going to hit you with a commercial. Get upside is all you need to know. Check the description for some get upside. I got a question for you. Do you like get? Do you like up? Do you like side? Do you like get upside? So that was the artificial turf game. I like that. I, I appreciate it. Now, this one is kind of fun. It's a joke. It's not really a joke. I do like this. What is it, you ask? Let's cut to... Let's just cut to the chase. It's a turnkey California licensed security system company in Modesto, California. Now, you may have heard that there is a bit of a crime wave in California. I was reading an article in... I think I saw it on Drudge Report, or maybe... Liberty Daily. And it was an article in a, I think it was called like California Magazine or something like that. Uh, and it was talking about this crime wave in California and how it's like insane. People are. literally like just coming into people's houses and robbing them at gunpoint. And it, it documented all this like horrible stuff that's going on. And then, but then the article was like, it's not really not that bad. It's been worse. <laughs> so, but they were talking about how <coughs> they're talking about how like how much fear people in California are living in, specifically this is uh, in Los Angeles. But the state as a whole, the homeless problem, almost people breaking into trains and stealing like Amazon packages. It's literally disgusting sick so when I was flipping through here and I saw hey security system security system company in California might do well asking price 2 million cash flows 775 <laughs> now security system companies are pretty profitable I think and they are in I have a security system in my house I have several cameras for a number of reasons. <clears throat> um, keep an eye out for the kids, make sure the dog isn't doing anything crazy when I let him out. Another the other thing is, like, we get some... Uh, for the most part, we have good neighbors. We have some kind of crazy neighbors at the end of our block. I don't really... I think the woman is... I heard that she's doing some hoeing, but I feel like she's also dealing drugs. Uh, I think they have a little, like, grow... I think they have a little growing business going on. uh it's very suspicious because i have uh i'm not going to get into it but those are my suspicions highly profitable turnkey licensed niche security system company could be just what you're looking for now i don't like businesses in california but this makes sense since 2002 the business has been serving the central san juan valley with high-end security system from term styles card locks monitors Service and maintenance. Single operator has it all. Okay. They have the ability to outsource labor. I love it. This one man show. This is a one person. Hell yeah. It's highly lucrative. I love that. This is actually, this is appealing. The company has a well-established brand. Stability. Fortune 1000 clients. Repeat customers have relied on the superlative customer service. On and on-site trouble shooting. There is licenses for this you need. They are as follows. A C-7 or a C-10 contractor's license, alarm company operator, and alarm company qualifications manager. The owner will go over the process to obtain these licenses. I like that you need a license. The more red tape, the better in some instances because then not every... Not everyone can do this. Reason for selling, pursuing other business ventures. Don't like that. probably just trying to get the hell out of California. But I do like that. It's good stuff. Up next, see, I'm giving you all the bean footage. I guess I should be saving these in case anyone's interested. I guess I'm giving you the title on biz by sell. So when I say what the business is, that's the title of the listing. I'm not doing a very good job here, folks, but I'm just trying to get the brain going. You don't necessarily need to buy this exact business, but get the brain going. Open the brain. Let the brain open. (laughs) Here we go. Next business. High volume Texas RV dealer with real estate. Love it. Seller financing available. Asking price $879. Cash flows seven eighty three off of gross revenues of six point two million dollars. Okay. Real estate a million bucks, but I don't think and I don't think that that's included in the asking price. And they have an experienced general manager. They've been growing at a million dollars a year for the past five years. Popular Texas location. Like that, it's in Texas. Real estate for sale as well. Five acres on the on highway frontage. Good stuff. Also, I'll do some... Uh, love it. Dealers built a far-reaching customer base through aggressive internet marketing. Used units are primarily... Sh- used units are shipped all over the nation. Primarily a used RV dealer. The dealer has recently added new unit lines for further growth. That's good because I heard that the float on RVs, so the float basically is manufacturer, you don't buy, like a, a used car lot. They don't actually buy those cars. They basically, basically they rent them. It's called like float. It's what they have to pay to have it on their lot. Now, I've heard that in the RV business, I don't know this specifically, but I heard the float is like pretty reasonable. And I heard the markup on RVs is like completely insane. So like a Class A, like the big ones that you drive, I heard the markup can be like a hundred grand. <laughs> That's insane. And now like they're so popular that they have like some of these place up waiting lists to buy new ones. And they put you, I think they put you on like a thirty-year mortgage, like a thirty-year note to purchase them. So it's like it's only seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, for the next 30 years. By that time, it won't be any good. It'll be a garbage. These things are so cheaply built. We've been through that. Inventory is not included in the asking price. Neither is the real estate. So the asking price isn't exactly whatever. Reason for selling. Death of an an owner. Death of owner is reason for selling. Interesting. Some of the best deals I've ever heard of is in buying businesses is the primary owner dies. And then the family of the owner is like, we got to get rid of this. We don't know how to run this thing. Do you like, we are actually going to pause for station identification, get excited. All right, we're back. Can I ask you a question? Have you heard of the get upside app? You haven't? Well, here's how it works. You go to buy gas, you enter your purchase in the GetUpside app, and you get up to 40 cents off per gallon. Do you love it? Click the link below. Do it now. (laughs) Yes. gas prices are making me sick so <laughs> okay we're back the commercials are getting worse and worse but I, I'm trying to tell everyone about this because I think that uh, everyone's looking for a little way to save on the fuel the other thing you can do is make sure your tires are always fully inflated there you go when I f- bought my first diesel truck diesel was 425 a gallon 125 bucks to uh, fill my tank up we're getting back there next business this is actually is a good one this is something that you actually should get excited about if you want to buy a business this is a great area this is a great kind of business to buy I thought about this as an add-on to the dumpsters I know other people that have dumpster companies that also have this and this company is an event services and rental company and it's in Georgia. I like Georgia. Georgia's a great place. Atlanta's. It's it's a growing. Georgia is a growing state. Okay. Period. Excuse me. Asking price one point two million. Very reasonable, folks. Cash flows five ninety nine. Gross revenue one point four million. Okay. Good stuff. This is one of the, okay, so it says it right here, owner's retiring. This is one of the leading tent and event rental companies in the Southeast. The company has operated for over 30 years. I'm loving what I'm reading here. Owner is ready to exit and prepare for retiring. Good for him. He's staying on to train you. Period. Or he's not getting a dime, okay? Events and clients range from corporate events and festivals to weddings and long-term rentals. Rental assets have all been maintained, well-maintained, kept up to date, and include tents up to 100 by 400, love it, over 1,400 tables, and over 3,600 chairs. Additional rental equipment includes staging, flooring, lighting, portable heaters, and air conditioners, While COVID did disrupt the business in the short term, that makes sense, the owners took the opportunity to pivot the business to more desirable long-term rentals and upgrade many rental assets. After 18 years, the owner is ready to exit. Key staff is expected to remain and support new ownership. Property is available for sale or lease. Eight employees. Competition, highly fragmented market. Correct. It is a highly fragmented market. Growth and expansion. Ample opportunity. Yeah, there is. Uh, (laughs) Reason for selling. Retirement and then parentheses. It says no, really. Uh, I do like that. Seller financing available. You're damn right. If I'm going to spend $1.2 million, you're going to carry part of the note. That's a non-negotiable. Any business you buy, seller carries some of it non-negotiable they're on to train you non-negotiable an event rental business are really good you get a lot of money for tents there I was looking into this a while back and it was like a 10 by like 20 a 10 by 20 tent which costs like $1,600 to buy new the places in town here get like four or five hundred bucks for like two days that's pretty good because you can rent that thing out a lot When you're not renting it, it doesn't take up that much space compared to like a dumpster. When my dumpsters aren't renting, they fill up a freaking, you know, parking lot. Love it. Rentals are good, especially if you can get somebody long-term. Say you buy this tent for $1,600, the one I was looking at, and let's say you rent it long-term to like a wedding venue or like a country club that has lots of weddings. Let's say you're only renting it for like a couple hundred dollars a week, but you rent it for the whole summer. You set it up one time and then you just collect rent. And and if the tents are well-maintained, they'll get hailed on or like torn apart in high winds, they can be around for a long time. Here's another one in Massachusetts, Boston, Suffolk County. This is a good one. I really like this one. Okay. God, I love it. Impressive Boston ATM route for sale. Asking price 1.795 million. 1 million seven hundred and ninety five thousand. Cash flows six fifty. Good. ATM business for sale. No rent, no inventory, no cogs. Perfect data. You seldom get this in another business. Correct. The Boston based Portfolio currently operates 265 ATM machines with approximately 70% location agreements. The portfolio showing ATM gross profits of nearly $53,000 a month of owned and loaded ATMs and a $2,000 a month merchant owner portfolio with 40 ATMs with new locations continuing to open in 2021. That's impressive. I kind of looked into like buying ATM machines a while back because I... I like the rental thing, so I was like, well, what's something that's similar to that? Well, maybe vending machines. We looked into that. We found out that sucked. Then I was thinking ATMs, but it's like, ah, ATMs, is there really that a call for ATMs? But I guess, I mean, if you can find them, if you can find them already placed, that's the way to do it. All 220 owned and loaded machines are operated by the seller, and all the equipment has been EMV upgraded. I have no idea what that means. Machines are in good condition. 30% contract coverage. This is an ideal ATM portfolio for both local buyers and financial buyers with very strong numbers. And a great regional presence with room to grow in strong markets they serve. There are strong margins and a great reputation, which is a huge asset for buyers in the industry. I do like it. It is very intriguing. Okay. There you have it. Called Jeff Sosville, at ATM brokerage. Huh. That's, that's a little fishy. I don't know. Maybe the guy just specializes in ATM. If you want to get into ATMs, I, got, I guess called Jeff Sosville. <coughs> competition, limited competition. The only three employees. So this is good. I, this one had three employees. The security system only had one. <laughs> he subbed out all the actual work. I really like that growth and expansion the route is growing every month and still seems to be strengthening from COVID lots of upside opportunities with bars sports venues still increasing in transactions love it reasons for selling retirement slash other opportunities so that's not really retiring is it here's another one that's near and dear to me that I really love this is a great business this is This is a high margin business, you don't really do much. That you don't do much for. I know some guys that own one of these. So what it is, it's an is HO. It is an HOA slash condo management and concierge service company. Okay. I know I know some guys, and they do the HOA management for Uh, like townhouses like townhouse communities and they like don't do anything really <laughs> They just collect a fee and they don't do jack shit asking price on this bad boy 1.695 million cash flow 635 gross revenue th- just over three million okay Two profitable businesses for sale HOA condo management and concierge service company. I don't know if I love the concierge service company. The information contained reflects two different businesses with a symbolic, symbiotic relationship. It's kind of like Venom. (laughs) Family owned and operated for over 14 years. The business, uh, it's a property management and concierge company serving homeowners associations and condo associations. Offices are located in both Central and West Florida. I like that too. Florida's growing. Although the majority of the business is located in central Florida, specifically in the tourist corridor, love it, Companies company has approximately 45 to 48 contracts with different communities responsible for between 10,000 and 11,000 doors. The contracts have been in place for significant periods of time, and typically there are three-year contracts. The companies provide different levels of services, of so the communities served from specific portfolio services to a full Service on-site management. No, we're not doing that on-site management bullshit. Services include but are not limited to financial services, coordinating with board of directors, vendor management, communication services, maintenance, including valet trash. There's no money in valet trash. I'll get rid of that. And on-site concierge services. Good. Financials are clean, it says. Damn right there. Location, Lake County, Florida. Leased real estate. A 10,000 square foot office building? I don't like that. That's way too much. Employees. 30 employees. I don't like that either. Their leave, uh, support and training. Two weeks at no cost to buyer. No, it's got to be better than that. Reason for selling retirement. Listed by Tony Blair of the Boss Group International, LLC. And in the picture, Tony's wearing a English uh, bankers suit. Tone it down, Tony. So I like the HOA condo management service. I don't like the concierge service. I don't want to pay for the concierge service. I don't want to be doing shit that doesn't make any money like valet trash. I, uh, I know people who do that. There's literally no money in that. So what is valet trash? So let's say you live in a condo building. You don't have a trash chute. It doesn't have a trash chute. People don't want to walk their trash, especially old, elderly people, down to a dumpster. So you say, "Well, we'll just pick up the trash outside of your the room." Well, you can't charge people very much, and it's too labor intensive. You don't make any money. I know people. I know guys who do this. They tried to get into it. I know one guy. Him and his dad own like a trash business, a uh, curb pickup. You know like uh, waste management. And I thought it'd be great to get into the, that. And he's like, it's 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 a waste of our time. We make no money doing it. I've also heard that there's these big companies and they contract out like local people. So it's just so watered down. It's not even worth your time. So <clears throat> if I bought this company, it would be a freaking chop shop. Why do they have 30 employees? I don't like any of the concierge service crap. You wouldn't make any money doing that. You'd be paying someone to sit at a desk. And then, I don't like that. Get it out of here. Oh, financials are clean and adjustments have been made to account for replacement costs for the two current owner's operators. Owners are looking to retire and are a bit burned out from running two businesses for so long. That's a nice sales pitch, Tony. So here's another one that says, I don't know anything about this, (laughs) but it looked interesting. This is a rare coin exchange. not Nassau County New York I don't like New York it's not friendly they're not good people they're not business friendly AOC represents part of New York asking price 1.5 mizzle flizzle 1.5 million cash flows 500,000 gross revenue 300,000 3 million sorry what is this thing business description (laughs) This rare gem of a company buys, sells, and trades rare coin and bullion. Platinum, gold, silver, and palladium. Highly profitable, can be grown. Seller offers full support and help. Contact broker Jim Allo. Who? (laughs) Contact Vested Business Brokers Limited. and Ask them for the coin thing if you're interested that's the that's it. So what do they do like buy we buy gold This is a horrible description. Um, so I guess it's kind of an interesting business model I guess. Is that what they're doing is we buy gold, silver and palladium. So what do they have like gold parties or something or you go into a physical location? They have 15 part-time employees. I would say that that's what they're doing. Huh. And the reason for selling other interests. That means this comp- this business is crap. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I thought that would be more interesting. God. We're learning a lot today together, aren't we? Are we not? Here's another one that I thought was interesting. I'm reading part of the description or bruising over it and it looks like shit. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. What is this thing? It's a successful cash cow liquor store with gaming in the heart of Henderson, Nevada. I love Henderson, Nevada. What is Henderson, Nevada, you ask? Well, it is the nice part of Las Vegas. It's the papillion or the Elkhorn of Las Vegas. It's the good suburb of Las Vegas. And its growth is exploding because people want to live in Las Vegas, but they don't want to live in real Las Vegas. Have you ever walked off the strip a block? You don't want to live there. Anywhere that on the bus stops, they're saying, talking about, a, oh, God. They have the clinics there that give you, like, <laughs> what the hell's it called? Legal, like, prescription opioids <laughs> so you don't die from a heroin overdoses. And Las Vegas has a hell of a crime wave going on right now, and they have a hell of a homeless problem. They've always had homeless people there, but now it's like out of control. So let's check out this cash cow of a beer, wine, and gaming store. This could be potentially good just because Henderson is booming so much. That's what I was kind of thinking because it's like, you know, I go to a dentist in Papillion. He opened it in like the 80s, I think, or early 90s. So he basically has rode the wave of of the city of Papillion just exploding in population. So you could maybe have a liquor store. In the, the pictures, it looks nice have yeah, maybe a liquor store and I would I would lean into the wine cuz that's the kind of people that live in Henderson, wine drinkers. Uh in their newly built DR Horton and Toll Brothers house. You dig what I'm saying, yo? Lean into that wine. Um you could ride the population growth and do probably pretty well. Asking price, $1.2 It's actually $1,248,500. Guys, just make it $1.3. Okay, we're not going to be paying asking price. Cash flow is $525,000 off of a gross revenue of $1.75 million. Inventory, $250,000. Rent, $7,500 per month. This must be a good location if you're paying that. Business description. In all caps, cash offers accepted, full cash offers accepted. Well, I'm not giving you a full cash offer. No one should. A truly rare high-end location an opportunity to own, well-established, and has gaming. <laughs> Everywhere has gaming in fucking Las Vegas. With more than 12 years of operation with local and tourist traffic and a loyal customer base. It's a wonderful opportunity lender financing available all potential buyers must suppri- submit proof of funds and su- sign an NDA okay so at least uh, they're not just giving this stuff away that's good real estate's leased 2,500 square foot space good facilities self-explanatory ooh they're getting nasty Competition. Strong market. Great corner cap location with high high visibility. No competition for miles. I don't think that's true. (laughs) No competition for a liquor store in miles. Growth and expansion. Business currently does not offer online services and does not offer delivery. I would offer delivery 100% in the Vegas area and or app services. It's a major market mover going into 2022 and can boost revenue 15 to 40% according to local statistics. Store can be expanded and upgraded. Landlord is ready to lease more space, and ready and willing operator lease can be extended. Good. That could potentially be good. I don't know. Uh, Reason for selling moving out of state. Well, if it's that great of a store, you wouldn't be leaving it. Supporting training, negotiable. No, it's not negotiable. What do you think of that? I just dropped some truth nuggies right on that head. So those are some businesses for sale. God, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you did enjoy that. Hope that expanded the mind, give you some ideas. So I like a good unique business, but I live in a city where it's a mature city. It's not explosive growth city. So if you can get some more explosive growth like a Henderson, Nevada, maybe you could make damn good kashish doing something as boring as a liquor store. Because you're just going to ride that. Ride that growth storm. That's what I'm talking about. So those are some ideas for you. I hope you enjoyed them. hope you got something out of it. And I hope you can join us again next week. Maybe I can balance it out for sale. Good ideas. Till then, I appreciate you. I love you. I'm proud of you. Remember, get upside app.